0: Welcome, Zazlow Show 2.0. It is a Tuesday, the 20th of December. Good to have you aboard, however you're listening to us today. Whatever podcast platform you're on, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Amazon. I can't list them all. We'll be here all day. I appreciate you guys. I love you. Long time. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff. That ends up working out well for the algorithm and then the algorithm gets me all the monies, so I appreciate you guys. Uh, and of course, as we're in the middle of, uh, well, we're, we're 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 in a period right now where we are we're several. What are we? Four sleeps? No, five sleeps. Excuse me, because this weekend the NFL is actually on Saturday this weekend, and then you got three standalone games on Sunday. So for the we're in a weird spot now, where for the third week in a row. Because you got the Chargers on on Sunday night football. You got the Bills on Saturday night. And then you got the Packers Sunday afternoon. But that's a standalone game for us. So three straight weeks now, the Dolphins are essentially playing for a national audience. All right. So can we get a win, one of these three? Can we show everybody what we've been seeing on a weekly basis before this three-game losing skid? You know, everyone out there, If you're not catching Dolphin games, you've been hearing about the Dolphins. They're so much fun, yada, yada, all that stuff. And now they've stunk, all right? Although they didn't stink this past weekend, but they lost, you know? So can we get a standalone game this weekend where Tua slings the ball around all over the field and you wind up showing everyone what your favorite little football team is made of? So we're marching toward week 16. Most of the games are on Saturday. It's a full slate on Saturday, Sunday, though. You got the Dolphins and Packers. Speaking of which, so last night, you had Monday Night Football end Week 15. Packers win 24-12 to over the Rams. The Rams are officially eliminated, as if you didn't know. But the Packers are still in the playoff picture. And it sounded kind of crazy, right? Where, what was it, a couple weeks ago when they lost? I, I think they dropped to 4-8. and And the conversation was, do you go to Jordan Love now? And then it was... All right, well, as long as we're still alive, I am you know, I, I, I want to still be the quarterback. As long as it's still alive, we're, we're still mathematically in it. Aaron Rodgers is going to be the quarterback. Well, they're still mathematically in it. And why am I even bringing this up? Well, because uh, this Sunday, you're going to have a very motivated Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. The Dolphins host the Packers on Sunday, a Packer team that feels like, and look, Aaron Rodgers is not even close to Aaron Rodgers even from last year. He's not great. But as long as you got Rodgers there, you got a quarterback who for the most part is going to make smart decisions. I know he already has 10 interceptions this year, which is like more than his last two seasons combined. But they're going to go into this game against the Dolphins this weekend feeling like, okay, if we get through this one, because it's their last road game of the season, and then their home their last two games are Minnesota and Detroit. So, The Packers are going into this game this weekend saying, all right, we're taking on a struggling Dolphin team. Even though, based on their performance this past Saturday night, yes, they've lost three in a row, but I don't know that the Dolphins are struggling anymore. They played a really good game against maybe the best team in the NFL in in inclement weather on Saturday night. But the Packers are going to go into this game saying, all right, this lines up well for us. We're facing a struggling Dolphin team. And then we got two home games against Minnesota and Detroit. Minnesota, who the hell knows? I-, I mean, they're like the worst 11-4 team you've ever seen. And then, of course, Detroit at home, while Detroit certainly has something to play for, the Packers are going to feel good about that game. So the whole point is, after last night's win for Green Bay, they're going to go into this game this weekend thinking they have an opportunity still to make the postseason. Now, they're on the outside looking in. They are... What are we talking? I mean, the the last playoff spot right now is is Washington, who is seven, six, and one, right? Yeah. So Green Bay is. I mean, I guess they, like they're a game and a half back. Is that what we call it? There, they're two. I mean, Green Bay six and eight, so they're two back in the loss column. I think that's probably the way you got to look at it. With Seattle and Detroit sandwiched in between, the point is, after last night's win, you're going to have a motivated Packers team. Coming to town this weekend, so that game wasn't any good last night. I watched a lot of it because the because the Panther game was. Oh my god, uh, the Panthers—they uh, stink. Uh, there's, I mean, th- there's just no other way to put it. I I, I don't know what else to tell. And I understand, you know, you were playing the best team in the league. Uh, the Panthers are ravaged by injuries. Barkov was out. He hurt his knee last game. I told you about that. You you can. You can come up with whatever reasons you want. But even when they weren't being crushed by injuries, it's not exactly like it was smooth sailing with the murderer of fun behind the bench. All right, the Panthers right now, they dropped to three games, back to three games under five they They're 15, 14, and four now on the year. The top three in the division is out of the question. They're never going to catch top three because right now, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, has three games in hand on the Panthers. That's huge. They have three games in hand on the Panthers. And they're seven points up. The Panthers are never going to catch top three. Alright. As far as the wild card. Which is going to be the only way for the Panthers in the playoffs this year. And oh Zaslo, it's it's so early. It's not early. We're almost halfway through the season. Panthers have played 33 games. And you got to keep an eye on this kind of stuff. Because it's hard to make up points in the NHL. Especially because the overtime games, you got the three-point games. It's very difficult to make up points. So the Panthers right now are four back of the final wild card spot with the same amount of games played as the Islanders. But you got two teams sandwiched in between, Washington and Buffalo. So forget about the division. You don't even have to look at the division anymore. Panthers, after last night's 7-3 loss in Boston, uh the Panthers were down. Three nothing after the first period. And then I was so close to turning the game off because they got down four nothing ninety seconds into the second period. I was so close to turning it off. I didn't really have, I mean, I have my stories on WWE Raw, you know, so should I switch it over to that? Or you know, the Monday Night Football is on the small TV. I kinda wanna keep it on the small TV in the Zazlow Mansion family room. What what should I do about that? And I was like, Alright, I'm I'm gonna keep it on. And the Panthers made it 4-1. And they made it 4-2. And then you had the replay review, and now it's 4-3. So the Panthers, for the most part, in that second period, the Panthers, after getting down 4-0, you know, they're they're down 4-3, and then actually Boston scored, made it 5-3. That was a killer. But I was actually like, the Panthers have played really well this second period, and they're down 5-3. Then you get to the middle of the third period. Kind of still feels like they're in it. Then becomes 6-3. And, and, you know, then it's totals and highlights. Then we're done. Uh, Spencer Knight, first game back after he had been dealing with an odd COVID onus. Looked super rusty. He ate all seven of those goals. All right. Uh, the seventh goal was scored which is a few minutes left in the game. And Spencer Knight ate them all. So, Panthers... They lose last night, 7-3. They are embarrassed in Boston. And now, their reward is tomorrow night, they get the Devils again. Now, they beat the Devils on Saturday night. Played what I thought was their best win of the season. And the Devils have actually lost five in a row. So, tomorrow night, Panthers looking to get back on track. But they're going to miss the playoffs. They are. Like, they're they're counting on getting healthy. You're going to get Barkov back soon. Hopefully, you get Lundell back Maybe Anthony Duclair plays this season. Gudis is close to coming back. Hopefully you get Hornquist in the not-too-distant future. Ekblad, can he start playing like Aaron Ekblad? Uh, You know, when Sasha Barkov returns, can he do something? There's There's a lot of things out there that have gone wrong for this team, and they do not look like a playoff team. Forget about the division. You're just going to have to keep track of the wild card. And like I said, they're four points back of the wild card right now. We're not even halfway through the season. We're getting there. But we're also in a place where it's time to start worrying. This team ain't that good. So Panthers get their ass kicked last night. Monday night football last night, 24-12. Packers win. Not a very good game. Packers remain alive. And that's important, though, because the Packers come to town this weekend. Hey, of course— Zaslow Show 2.0, everything Zaslow Show 2.0 is presented by our title sponsor, Anna Jarn Levine, Accident Attorneys. If you've dealt with a uh, an, an injury because of an accident, you got to get an attorney on the phone right away. And I send you to Anajar and Levine accident attorneys. They're going to get you the money you deserve. You could focus on your health on getting better. And they're going to take care of all the extracurricular stuff. 800-747-3. That's 800-747-3733. I send you to Anajar and Levine because I trust them. I know those guys personally, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they're going to take care of you. If you're listening to Zazlow show 2.0, you're one of my closest friends. So I got to make sure you're taken care of. Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3733. So, tonight, how about this? Now, by the way, with NFL Week 15 wrapped up, we got to let you know, coming up, which teams, which fan bases, not the Dolphins, we take the Dolphins out of the picture, which fan bases are going through good times, and who's having hard times, daddy. So we got good times and hard times. That's coming up in the show in a little bit. Now, tonight, you got the Heat back in action. I'm feeling good about the Heat. Is the fun finally starting? Is the fun going to start? You got Kyle Lowry, who is questionable tonight. Um, who else? is? Uh, Caleb Martin is questionable. Everyone else seems good to go. I mean, I know Jimmy Butler is listed as probable. The Heat did shenanigans over the weekend. You saw that, right? Because the game in Mexico City on, or the game before Mexico City, which which win was that? Houston. The NBA fined the Heat $25,000. Apparently, they didn't disclose injury information properly. So they were fined $25,000. And they listed everyone on the injury report on Saturday. That's funny. I like that. That's funny. So, tonight, it looks like everybody's going to be good to go. We're waiting on word of Kyle Lowry. He's questionable. It is what it is. I mean, do we even, are we even concerned if Kyle Lowry's going to play tonight? Like, if he plays, okay. If he doesn't play, okay. So, otherwise, the Heat are looking for their fifth consecutive victory. Four straight for Miami. Finally over five hundred for the first time this season. Tonight, they begin a four-game homestand. Now, before I get to that, we'll do a little personal stuff here. For the second time this season, your boy, your two-time champion broadcaster, representing Zaslow Show 2.0 tonight, live at FTX Arena. That's right. I am making my second trip to FTX Arena tonight for a Miami Heat game. As a fan, I will have drink in hand I went to one game so far this year. It was the game we had the home and home against Toronto, remember? And I went to the first one, the game that we won. I'm good luck, all right? When I'm in the building, look, when I'm in the building, a lot of winning happens, all right? 2012, 2013, when I'm in the building, a lot of winning happens. And I was in the building, of course, when the Heat beat the Raptors earlier this year when they were struggling. So your boy is back tonight against a struggling Chicago Bulls team. We're going to be... If you want to look out for me, I'll be sitting right up close, practically courtside next to the heat bench. No cap. Alright, so if you want to see me, that's where I'm sitting tonight. I'm going to be the guy with the drink in hand, ready to go for win number five in a row. So I'm going tonight, I'm taking my son. We're going to have a great time. Just the second game I've been to this year, and of course the one game that I went to earlier this year against Toronto, that was the first game as a fan that I've been to. It had been 13 years. Well, 12 years, 12 years, because it was actually the beginning of the 2011 season. So it was in 2010, 2010, 2011. So the beginning of the 2011 season, I went to the home opener because the heats were uh, 790 ticket did not, that, that station doesn't exist anymore. 790 ticket did not have the rights just yet. The radio station got the rights like five games into the season. All right. So I was there as a fan still. Opening night against Orlando, LeBron James, Chris Bosh home debut, and then 2022, you know, last month, month and a half ago, whatever it was, I was back. So 12 years in between, going to games as a fan. So I will be back for the second time this year. I liked being at the game with a drink in hand, being able to enjoy myself. That was fun. And it was the first time I'd ever been to a Heat game with one of my boys. So... We'll do it again tonight. I'm looking forward to that. But on to the more important stuff. Zaslow Show 2.0 poll question today. Very controversial poll. Zaslow Show 2.0 poll question today. Here's what we got. Go right now. You can go to add Zaslow Show. You can vote. You can always hit me up on Instagram, too. Love interacting with you guys. Love, uh, you know, I'm an influencer, but you, that doesn't have to shy you away. It doesn't have to scare you off. Uh, so you can message me there on Instagram as well. But on Twitter... At Zaslow Show, all right? And here is today's poll question. Finally, over 500. Has your opinion on the Miami Heat changed? That's today's poll question. Zaslow Show 2.0 poll. Finally, over 500. Has your opinion on the Miami Heat changed? All right, four-game winning streak. Coming home to start a four-game homestand. You guys are out voting early and often. And right now, the leader at the— Well, here are your answers. I'm sorry. Finally, over 500. Has your opinion on the Miami Heat changed? And your answers are, Yes, now they're rolling. Or, no, they beat shit teams. Those are the choices. And right now, with 69% of the (laughs) vote— Right now, with 69% of the vote, the leader is, no, my opinion has not changed. They beat shit teams. Okay? So go out and vote. Participate in the show. i like to see it. Here's the thing. For the, I think, second time, to- well, second week in a row, I remember we had a poll question last week. Oh, it was, who is there more pressure on, right? Who is there more pressure on this weekend? Tua Tonga Valoa? Or Mike McDaniel. And I told you, I thought it was clearly Mike McDaniel. Because there's always pressure on Tua. I thought it was clearly McDaniel. And you guys overwhelmingly voted there's more pressure on Tua. Now, Tua went out, played really well. Did he play well enough to win? Yeah, he played well enough to win in Buffalo. But he wasn't better than Josh Allen. And so the Dolphins lost. But Tua played well. So, you know, if, if the most pressure was on him, he performed properly. I vehemently disagreed. I thought the pressure was on McDaniel because there's always pressure on the quarterback. And this was the first time this year that we really needed to see Mike McDaniel make some adjustments. I felt there was some pressure on him. And for the most part, I thought he did. I thought he did fine, Uh, especially the way they mixed in the running game. But this week, all right, or today, poll question, finally over 500. Has your opinion on the Miami Heat changed? You guys right now are overwhelmingly, it's 69% of the vote, you guys are overwhelmingly voting in favor of no, your opinion has not changed. They beat shit teams. I disagree again. I, I voted yes. Now they're rolling. I think the fun's about to start. I do. Because look, this streak of them playing their best basketball, yes, it's against crap teams. Hold on right there a second. The side of a good team is beating the crap teams. I mean, you look at the Florida Panthers right now, they don't beat the crap teams. They lose to teams like Columbus. They're not beating the crap teams. They're losing to teams like Chicago. They're not beating the crap teams. And the Heat, earlier this season, I mean, they were, they're losing to some crap teams. I mean, look look at some of these teams that the Heat have lost to so far this season, all right? This is no joke. Look at some of these terrible losses from the Heat so far this year. All right. They lost to Washington. That's a bad loss. They lost to Toronto. You see what Toronto's doing right now. That's a bad loss. Minnesota. I mean, Minnesota bad loss? It's not good. Not good. Uh, they lost to. Let's see another uh, other shit teams here that the Heat have lost to so far this year. How about the opening game against Chicago? I mean, we're playing Chicago tonight. We didn't know the time Chicago was going to struggle, but that struggle city for them. They lost to Sacramento. I know Sacramento's over five hundred, but still, no, nobody respects the uh, the Kings yet. I mean, come on, uh, they lost it. They lost by twenty to Detroit. That was only what was it over a week ago, right? They lost to San Antonio at home. So the Heat have their fair share of crap losses against crap teams. Well, during this stretch now, the Heat have beaten the bad teams. They beat Indiana, although I think that's a good win. They beat Houston in a close game. You got to win some close games. The Heat love losing close games this year. And then they beat up San Antonio. I mean, they won by 10, but they pulled away in the fourth quarter. That game wasn't in doubt. I think that the Heat, and this also, not coincidentally, is coinciding with Tyler Hero. You're getting that growth within Tyler Hero playing the best basketball of his career right now. Bam Adebayo playing the best basketball of his career right now. That was the only way that the Heat were going to wind up getting better this year. They didn't add anyone. They stink. Internal growth. That was the only way they were going to wind up being better. And it is not a coincidence that finally now, they're beating the teams they should beat. They've won four in a row season high. They're over 500 for the first time this year. And it's coming with internal growth. Despite injuries too, because during this stretch, Jimmy was out a couple games. Bam missed a game. And Kyle Lowry, I don't know if that's good or bad, has missed the last couple games. So, it's not a coincidence. Now, finally, they're getting going because you got Hero and Bam playing the way that we need them to play. So, I disagree with most of the Zaslow Show 2.0 listener right now who is voting that, no, nah, now nah, nah, it's okay. Like, I understand why you're saying your opinion has not changed. No, they beat shit teams because, yes, they have beat crap teams. And also, you know, does four games erase the previous... 27. We're not in the early part of the season anymore. We're 31 games in. It's it's almost halfway through the year. So does that erase what you've seen so far? No. It shouldn't erase what you've seen so far. But I'm giving you reasoning behind why I feel like they're starting to get things going. And it's because of Bam and the way that he has played and it's because of Hero, the way that he has played. So I'm not just going with, yes, I th- I think they're starting to get rolling now. I'm not just saying that all willy-nilly, and only taking into account, hey, they, you know, they're checking the box on the left side of the standings. I know they played bad teams, but I think there are reasons why they are winning these games, and I think it's the most important thing that this team needed this season, and was getting that internal growth and having Bam and Tyler take another step, and I think that's what they're doing. So, I disagree with the Zaslow Show 2.0 listener. I think... My opinion has changed. I think they're starting to get rolling. Now, we are going to find out. This homestand, I told you going into that road trip, got to go 4-0. I didn't expect them to, but you got to go 4-0. Take advantage of the schedule, and this is your opportunity to climb out of the hole. It's so hard to get out of a hole when you're 3 4 games under 500 which they've been this year remember they were 7 and 11 they got to 10 and 11 then they were obviously right now they were 12 and 15 now they're 16 and 15 it they've done it like they have they have overcome the awful start now it's time to take care of business they've overcome the awful start that it's hard man and it didn't take them that long to do it four straight games Popped them all off one at a time. They've overcome that start. Now it's time to take care of business. And if this is a taking care of business kind of team, and we know Eric Spolster's teams always get better as the season goes on. So if this is a taking care of business kind of team, you're about to find out. You go learn. Go learn. Because this homestand right here, you can find out what this team's about. This homestand right here, look at the teams they're playing. Chicago tonight, struggle city, man. Like, it kind of feels like Chicago's on the verge of blowing things up. Chicago, Indiana, who you beat last week. Minnesota, all right, Minnesota beat you, of course, in Minnesota, but, you know, they, they, they've they been very up, they've been a big disappointment this year, and they got that stiff Rudy Gobert. What a stiff. And then you got the Los Angeles Lakers closing it out. No Anthony Davis. And and I don't know. If, if that's a back-to-back, you're not going to get LeBron either. And we'll get to that situation. Oh, the Lakers last night. But if this is a taking-care-of-business team, like for those who are still doubting, okay, Zazzle Show 2.0 poll question, has your opinion on the Miami Heat changed now that they're finally over 500, and 69% of you guys are saying, no, it has not changed. Will that opinion change if they roll through this homestand now? Like, maybe... Hopefully, we'll revisit this question. If they now, if we find out if this is a taking care of business kind of team, if they roll through this homestand, Chicago tonight, and the first game back from a road trip can be tricky because it's kind of like also a road game. You're in a new city again. So it, it could be a little bit tricky. Although, they got home late Saturday night. So they've been in their own beds for three days now. They, they should be totally fine tonight. No excuse. No excuse. We have enough. Could find out on this homestand. Chicago, Indiana, Minnesota, Los Angeles, Lakers, win them all. Win them all. I didn't expect them to go 4-0 on the road trip, but I told you they need to go 4-0 and on this trip. And I'm going to do the same thing here with this homestand. They need to go 4-0 and on this homestand. And I know you. I'm asking a lot because I'm telling you they need an eight-game winning streak is what I'm doing. And that's what I'm doing. They rolled through that road trip, took care of business. If this is a ta- if this is really a taking care of business team, if I'm not going to look foolish for telling you that I do believe that my opinion has changed right now, I do believe that they've turned a corner. We're going to find out. Because if they have turned a corner, they will finish this homestand with four straight, and they will be winners of eight in a row. Believe that. So as far as the rest of the NBA last night, so, oh, and and again, by the way, you see your boy tonight, two-time champion broadcast. You come say hello. I'm going for just the second time this year. I told you we were sitting very close to the Heat bench, uh, right behind the basket, like second row, I think. So come say hello to your boy. All right. To, and, yeah, what's that, 7.30? Yeah, 7.30 tonight. All right. So the Heat looking to get a little bit of payback there from the first game of the season against Chicago. The NBA last night, we're going to get to some Dolphins, obviously. And, and like I told you, we got good times and hard times today. But the NBA last night, there, there was a lot of action in the league last night. So I want to go over a few things that took place in the NBA last night. You got Donovan Mitchell and the Cavaliers. Excuse me. Donovan Mitchell and the Cavaliers played Utah for the first time this season. Why is that significant? Because Donovan Mitchell is him playing against his former team for the first time. It was not in Utah. That's the more interesting one, but at least he's playing against them for the first time in his career. Uh, the Cavaliers won, and Donovan Mitchell had 23 points. So, and Utah, by the way, I think they're a game over 500 right now. They've totally come crashing back to earth. They're going to wind up being a crap team the second half of the year, like everyone expected. Uh, the 76ers beat the Raptors in overtime. Why is that interesting? Well, Joel Embiid uh, stays on, on a tear that he's on right now, but the Raptors and and this Chicago team too that the Heat are playing tonight. The Raptors look like like the Raptors are one of the most disappointing teams in the league. I would say. They've lost six in a row. They're five games under 500 at 13 and 18. They're 10th in the East. Chicago is right behind them at 11 and 18. Chicago's on the outside looking in those two teams right there. They've lost a combined 10 games in a row. Toronto six, Chicago four. Speaking of 10 games in a row. Remember the hot start that the wizards got off to. They've lost 10 in a row. Woo. Those three teams right there. I know Kyle Kuzma has been mentioned, uh, Those three teams right there, Toronto, Chicago, Washington, talk about teams that have not championship aspirations, but certainly all three of them, like top six in the East, you know, would have been the goal. Those are teams that could be sellers, especially now because that December 15th, that all-important December 15th date where most of the league has become tradable ha- has now passed. Those are three teams to keep an eye on. So that's why Philadelphia beating Toronto last night, sending them to their sixth straight loss. That's why I think that, that game is worth noting. And if I could also mention one thing really quick, you know, I know we all love Bradley Beal here. Would you still trade Tyler Hero for Bradley Beal? No, 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 and that's, I'm not trying to say that Hero's better than Beal, but I would not make that trade. And I know we like Bradley Beal. We've talked about it for several years here. Bradley Beal has been at the center of trade rumors for several years. The Wizards always stink. Bradley Beal's the best player. And he's really good. But Bradley Beal is the best player on a team that always stinks. I don't know. How good is Bradley? Like, Does Bradley Beal affect winning? How good is Bradley Beal? I, I think he's really good. But I... I like, I'm not trading the farm for him. I'm not trading Tyler Hero for him. I'm not doing it. But anyway, that's why I brought that up with Philadelphia being Toronto last night. That's something to keep an eye on. Uh, What else in the association last night? Uh, The Hawks beat the Magic. I bring that up because the Magic have been playing much better basketball. The Magic had a nice little winning streak going there. Paolo Boncaro. So the Hawks, uh, and it came down to the wire there. Boncaro fouled DeJounte Murray like right before the buzzer. He made both free throws. Hawks win by one. Uh... The Mavericks lost to the Wolves. Jason Kidd and Luka Duncich got tossed out the game. Luka loves getting technical fouls. Big time crybaby. Giannis Antetokounmpo, 42 points last night and a win at the New Orleans Pelicans. You go into that game saying, okay, you're going to get a duel between Giannis and Zion. Zion had just 18, but it was shooters Valanciunas with 37 points and 18 rebounds. So a huge game there. From the big man for New Orleans, Zion only had 18, but Giannis had 42. Uh, I love watching the Pelicans, man. I haven't seen them a ton, but when I do watch them, they are fun, man. And the Pelicans right now are they still sitting atop the West? Not, not quite. Uh, the Pelicans have lost four in a row. That's that'll that'll do it. They've dropped down now to fourth overall, and Memphis is sitting. For, look at the top. Look at the top six in the Western Conference. I like this doing a little bit of NBA today. It's so football heavy and Dolphins heavy. Look at the top. Six in the Western Conference. This is, you know, this is really, this is quietly, I think, or at least on Zaslow show 2.0 because it's been so Dolphins heavy, which is good. But this has quietly been a fun NBA season. We're not noticing it as much because the Heat have been a struggle. But who the hell knows what's going to happen in the NBA this year? Look at the top six out West. Number one, Memphis. And by the way, I think Memphis is absolutely a title contender. I don't think that they'll win the, th- the finals, but I think they could win the West. So if you're going to be in the NBA Finals, you're a title contender. I think Memphis can absolutely win the West. Memphis is number one. Number two, Denver. Number three, Phoenix. Number four, New Orleans. Number five, LA Clippers. Quietly, the Clippers with Kawhi Leonard didn't have the lineup. He never plays. The Clippers are quietly fifth in the West right now. Now, if Kawhi were always, like, I think the Clippers are good. I think they're really good. I think they're good enough to win the West. But not when you don't play your team every night. You can't just all of a sudden get to the playoffs. And now we're going to play our guys. And it clicks. I don't believe that. I don't believe in that. So, I don't believe in the Clippers. And number six, Sacramento. Look The top six out West. Memphis, Denver, Phoenix, New Orleans, L.A. Clippers, Sacramento. That's wild. That's wild. And if you want to do the same thing in the East, you really have the usual suspects in the East in the top six. Milwaukee, Boston, Cleveland, Brooklyn, Philadelphia, New York. So outside of New York, and we all knew Cleveland was going to be good. Did we know they were going to be this good, number three right now? Probably not, but we knew they were going to be good uh New York at number 6 would be a little bit of a surprise that you got teams like Miami and Atlanta, Toronto that are not in the top 6. The Heat find themselves a game and a half back of New York. So there you have it. So and one final thing as far as the NBA goes, last night you had the Suns. The Suns crushed the Lakers. No Anthony Davis, like I said, he's going to be out for about a month. LeBron didn't play. It's a back-to-back. And that's where that's where the Lakers are going to be in trouble because Anthony Davis is going to miss a month. They got into a huge hole at the start of the season at two and 10. They're not going to be able to overcome injuries. And on the second nights of back-to-backs, even with Anthony Davis out, LeBron's going to sit. Let me see, by the way, if the Lakers, if it's a back-to-back when they come here. Because you always hit up Orlando, right? If you're on a road trip. And yeah. All right. So I got to put this out there. I obviously don't know for sure. But if you're looking to get tickets, you want to go see LeBron, his only time in town. He's not going to play that game. The Lakers are here on Wednesday next week, December 28th. They play Orlando the night before. He's probably going to... The game before that is Sunday afternoon in Dallas. So they'll presumably get to Orlando on Sunday night. You got two full nights of rest before the Magic game. You got to figure he's going to play that game. You know, he's going to sit out all the way to Wednesday. I don't know. I don't think LeBron's going to... Like, dads, if you're out there, you're trying to buy a, a Christmas gift, you know, for your kid, you want to take him to see the Lakers and LeBron, you're going to pay a ton of money, you may want to think twice. You may want to think twice. And this goes back to an... I I don't know how you how you remedy this because, look, the Heat, like many teams in the league... They do do tier pricing, you know? And for specific games, the prices are more expensive. I'm sure the Laker game is one of them. But what if LeBron doesn't play? There should be some system where you get get a credit. You don't get your money back. You're still going to the game. You're still getting the game. You're still getting the service that you paid for. But I I really wish we could do something where you get some type of credit. They should... If LeBron doesn't play, that's why the Laker game is is up-priced. You should get back the difference in the price if he doesn't play. And I'm telling you, it's the second night of a back-to-back. He's not going to play. But anyway, last night, the Laker game. That's a disclaimer. But last night, the Laker game, they got their ass kicked by Phoenix last night. Why am I bringing that up? Well, you know that there's beef between... Pat Beverly and Chris Paul, you know, there's beef between Pat Beverly and the Phoenix Suns. Remember the last game he shoved Dayton in the back. Very dirty play. Uh, Pat Beverly stinks. And, and the Lakers are obviously bad. Although they they've been much better. The Suns kicked their ass last night. Okay, fine. Pat Beverly scores a driving layup and the foul, I think on Chris Paul. They're actually talking about it right now on my television. Last night, Chris Paul had 28 points and he was a plus 18. Pat Beverly had 9 points. He was a minus 17. Which, of course, because the Lakers got their ass kicked. Pat Beverly, middle third quarter, driving layup. The final score was 130-104. to 104. Driving layup by Beverly and the foul on Chris Paul. And he does the too small celebration. Go- goes all the way down to the hardwood. Does the too small. Okay. <coughs> the score was 70 to 46 phoenix he does the two small celebration on a basket he made to cut the sun's lead to 70 to 46 that is some elite loser shit right there that's I, I, that that is some loser shit right there i'd be so angry And they're talking about right now. Problem with Pat Beverly taunting CP3. Beverly taunts Paul with too small gesture. I know Darvin Ham. of course, coach of the Lakers, was asked about it after. He was like, I like when our players show emotion. Darvin, you're down by 24 points. There's no way you believe what you're saying in that spot. I hope the league doesn't, uh, you know, take that away where you could have an emotional response. Darvin, you're getting smoked. You can't celebrate in that spot. There's no way you actually believe what you're saying there. I'd be so angry if a player on the Miami Heat did that. And you know what, look, some organizations, and you say, oh, Zazo, Lakers are an all-time organization. They haven't been a well-run organization in a long time. Some organizations allow that kind of behavior. You would never, ever, ever see that type of behavior with the Miami Heat. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. And you've had some guys like that before. Like, like Hassan Whiteside maybe would behave like that. Well, you know, they eventually got rid of him. If 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 a player on the Heat, like if the Heat were bad, and they're down by twenty some odd points, seventy to forty six, that basket cut it to twenty four points, and a player behaved like that, I'd be so embarrassed. And 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 I, and I look, and Eric Spoelstra would be embarrassed, and Udonis Haslam would be embarrassed. That is some elite. Loser shit right there from Patrick Beverly. You got to be kidding me. I, 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 can't, I can't handle that. I can't stand it. So that's a little bit of NBA for you there last night. And look, that's not a hot take. That's just the truth. Hey, if you're feeling hot, if you feel like maybe you got a little bit of a fever or something, you got to get that taken care of right away. Doctors on Call 365. I've been telling you about Dr. Alon, medical director, Board certified emergency medicine and residency trained internal medicine doctor, doctors on call, 365, Dr. Alon and his team. They have come to my home several times and treated me. That's right. I I was sick with what I thought might have been the flu. My son was sick. We thought he may have had strep. Gave me a flu test and COVID test. Gave him a strep test right in the comfort of our own home. Did it in our kitchen. That's right. If I would have called my doctor, they'd have said, okay, come see me. We got an appointment. Eh, Mid-January. No, I need someone right now. I-, I-, I got a fever. Dr. Alon, doctors on call 365. They come to your home based in Broward County, but serving Miami-Dade and Southern Palm Beach as well. Now, they're self-pay right now. You got Medicare acceptance, private insurance acceptance coming along the way. But right now, they're self-pay. So you got to ask yourself, what is it worth? To avoid a crowded emergency room? What is it worth to avoid a crowded urgent care? What is it worth to not have to wait to go see your doctor and be seen immediately in the comfort of your own home? It's priceless. For me, it's priceless. Doctors on call 365.com. Call them if you're not feeling well. Call right away. 786-577-9302. That's 786-577-9302. So again, make sure you go vote in today's poll question. Has your opinion on the heat change, go to add Sazlow show. Finally over 500 has your opinion on the Miami heat changed. And uh, you guys are coming out. You're voting early and often. And like I said, right now, uh, 69% of the vote, uh, your choice are yes. Now they're rolling. No, they beat shit teams. 69% is saying No, they beat shit teams. My opinion has not changed for me. Yeah. My opinion has changed. I think now they're starting to roll. I already explained all that to you. So there you have it. All right, let's get into the dolphins. So we started off the show today telling you why last night's monday night football was important because now you got the packers who are 6 and 8 their playoff hopes are still alive they got three more games final road game is this Saturday, uh sunday excuse me at the dolphins so you're going to get a motivated green bay team this weekend this uh, and look finally the dolphins are back home you know Tua's performance in buffalo i think is probably pretty big for his confidence he is he is a quarterback, and we've seen this go into the difference from Flores to McDaniel. With, with him saying how there were times last year he looked in the mirror and he asked himself, "Do I stink?" You know, clearly this is a player where you know confidence can fluctuate, and that kind of stuff is is important to him. That type of stuff means something. So I do think that while you don't want to take any moral victories, and look, Jalen Waddle said it. I think Tua said it as well. We're not in the business. We're not taking moral victories. Good. I like hearing that because I like. I don't feel that way right now. I know there are things. We talked about this yesterday. If you missed yesterday's episode of Zaslow Show 2.0, you go back in the archives. Look, I love when you do that. If you ever miss the show, if you ever miss, uh, it's still real to me on Saturdays. This past weekend it was Sunday, actually. If you're a pro wrestling fan, and we got a nugget by the way in pro wrestling on big deal or not a big deal today. But if you ever miss any of the show, you go back in the archives, it's all right there. That's one of the things that I've learned as well when it comes to not being on, you know, terrestrial radio anymore. You know, every episode here, it's right there. Go back and listen to whatever you want. I'll let you a long time. So anyway, we talked about this yesterday where I, I'm not feeling like I, I got a hard time looking at the macro view, which is the Dolphins are going to win these final three games, at least right after the game on Sunday on Yeah, on Sunday, that's how I felt. Saturday night, excuse me, that's how I felt. But the micro view is, yeah, they've lost three games in a row. So I got a hard time taking any silver lining out of playing really well for the most part, going toe-to-toe on the road with probably the best team in the NFL. Because the micro view, they've lost three games in a row. That's what's really on my mind right now. But if you want to take a silver lining, I know they've said that they're not into moral victories, but Tua's performance in Buffalo... In the weather, against that team, because it's not, like Tua wasn't great in the game against Buffalo. That they won Week Three. Dolphins only scored twenty-one points that game. Like that was that was a hard physical game. Tua's performance in Buffalo, I think, I do think was big for his confidence. That's something you could take away and say, "All right, this is important." I do think it was important for him to get back on track. And now the team comes home. They've been gone like. We're going to get to this weekend. The Dolphins, after having won five games in a row, we're going to get to this weekend. And it's been a month since we've seen our favorite little football team win a game. That's tough to swallow. But it's also been a month since they've had a home game. So, finally back home. They'll be comfortable. I do think that there is a confidence level. No moral victories. But I do think there is a confidence level, not just with Tua, but with the team. After their performance on Saturday night, they came up short. Doesn't mean they didn't play well. And... I think they come home this week, they're going to smoke Green Bay. I do. You know, that Rams team stinks last night. And for at least half the game, it was a little bit of a struggle there for the Packers, you know? That game was still in doubt into the fourth quarter. I think the Dolphins are going to smack the Packers this weekend. But it is a motivated Packers team. Dolphins, last I checked, were four and a half point home favorites. It's going to be a motivated team. It's their last road game of the season, Green Bay. And they're going to say, okay, if we could beat a a Dolphin team, that's lost three in a row right now that is struggling. We come back home to Lambeau for our final two games, Minnesota and Detroit, with a chance to still be alive for the playoffs. So you're going to get a big, motivated effort out of the Packers. I just don't think they're any good. And I think it's a real opportunity for the Dolphins to put some pressure on Aaron Rodgers, who is not the Aaron Rodgers from even last season. So uh, between between the, the Heat back home tonight and this homestand that they're about to begin, and the Dolphins... And needing a bounce back this Sunday afternoon again, a standalone game on Christmas Day. This is a very big sports week. The Heat homestand begins tonight with four games that they need to sweep. If you're about that business, you sweep this homestand the way you swept that road trip. You don't have any world beaters coming into town if you're the Heat. And for the Dolphins, this weekend is a get right game where you where it's it's the start of winning the final three games of the season. You win this weekend. And your final two games, like, you're going to get super motivated teams. The schedule isn't so tough. Green Bay, New England, New York Jets. But you have three teams that are all super motivated. The Packers still believe that they're alive for the playoffs this weekend. Even though they only have a 12% chance to make the playoffs. They, they are still alive. Then you got New England, who is still going to be alive. And trailing you right now by a game. I don't know what it's going to be in, in, you know, in two weeks. And then that final game of the season against the Jets could very well either come down to a playoff spot between both those teams or the Jets are going to be trying to ruin the Dolphins' season and knock them out of the playoffs. So, while the schedule, the remaining schedule, is not so difficult for the Dolphins, you're getting very motivated teams. It's going to be a great finish to the season. And as down as you feel right now, about the Dolphins. And you should. You should be mad. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. If you're mad, it means you care. It means the games are important. We haven't felt that way in a long time. If you're mad about the Dolphins right now, just think about in, in a few weeks from now, the Dolphins are going to win three in a row, and they're going to be in the playoffs. And you're going to be feeling, to be feeling really good about this season. It's coming. It's good. We're going to get back to good times. Good times, hard times coming up. We're going to get back to good times, all right? It's coming. You're going to feel really good. Just You, you got to wait a little bit. Uh, I saw this yesterday, so by the way, Pro Bowl voting is closed. But the Pro Bowl is like, like there's no Pro Bowl anymore. They're playing like a flag football game, which is the right move. The Pro Bowl, you gotta get rid of it. It's like a flag football game and then other competitions. So it's really just about like an honor, about an award. Now, Pro Bowl, because there's fan voting involved, pro Bowl, pro Bowl is still not all pro. I don't want to hear about Pro Bowl appearances when we're talking about accolades, you got to give me all pro. All pro is the real determining factor for uh, how good a player was, not Pro Bowl. But still, the Pro Bowl voting ended yesterday. And your boy, Tua Tonga Valoa, finished number one among all vote getters. Now, this is a couple things. And Tyree Hill, by the way, number two. But this screams a couple things. Number one, it means the Dolphin fan did a really good job. Really good job. And shout out to a couple of uh you know, you know Dolphin fans who I know we're working extra hard out there getting the vote. I know I know what's going on. But you got dolphin fans out there who were out there voting, doing the Lord's work, making sure Tua finishes number one. There's that. Good job by the Dolphin fans. Number two, this also shows that the Dolphins and Tua are very popular. And that's why Tyree Kill placed second among all Pro Bowl voting. Because you know Tyreek Hill is popular. But the the Dolphins haven't been a national team in over 20 years. The Dolphins used to be. They were exciting. And they got fans all over the country. That's why every time the Dolphins are on the road, the Dolphin fan travels pretty well. But also, you got Dolphin fans all over the country. And they're a super popular team. And now, because they're good again, the Dolphin fan is coming out the woodwork. So, it's showing you, one, the Dolphin fan did a good job representing. And two... It shows you, Dolphins are a popular team. Dolphins are a national team again. So Tua finished number one, Tyreek Hill number two, then Pat Mahomes, Justin Jefferson, Travis Kelsey. There you have it. But Tua finished number one, 13,000 votes ahead of Hill. 35,000 votes ahead of Pat Mahomes. So that's really cool. And then you got this Ben Volin, who covers the Patriots who I think used to cover the Dolphins, right? What the hell is his problem? What's his problem? He tweets out here, congrats the Dolphins fans for sitting at their computer more than other fan bases. What the hell's his problem? I mean, the, the Dolphin fan is doing exactly what you're supposed to do. It's fan voting, and he's being critical of the Dolphin fan? For voting? Like, you get the whole... And especially because, you know, I guess he's doing PR for New England, Ben Voll. And he's, he's, do, he's doing, you know, the Patriots. Uh, he's doing the work for them. Uh, he may, he must be getting paid by them. Because he's out there, you know, with this kind of bullshit. Well, what the hell is his problem? And senior NFL writer at the Boston Globe. Where does it say shill for the Patriots? I did not say that on his bio. Anyway. Uh, so... I'm sure he's also one of those uppity, you know, New England guys who says how Miami is bad sports fans, right? So Miami is bad sports fans, but now also their fans should not support their players, apparently, because congrats to Dolphins fans for sitting at their computer more than other fan bases. What the hell is his problem? What's that about? I don't like that. I think he used to cover the Dolphins. I don't know. Screw him anyway all right you know what time it is week 16 is over that means that fan bases around the NFL are feeling a certain kind of way we got to find out which fan bases are having good times and which fan bases right now are going through hard times daddy hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home and hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years years, they give him a watch, kick him in the butt, and say, hey, a computer took your place, Daddy. That's hard time. That's hard time. That's right. Good times and hard times, Daddy. Let's go through the NFL fan bases that are going through good times right now through week 16, through week 15, excuse me, NFL action. Number three, the Jacksonville Jaguars fan is having good times right now. They are six and eight. They're technically still in the playoff picture because... They're only a game back of the division. Tennessee is going through all kinds of problems right now. And the Jaguars are just one game back after an uh, an incredible overtime defensive touchdown winning game against the Dallas Cowboys. The Jaguars fan is having very good times because they are in the division title picture. Trevor Lawrence is playing fantastic right now. They feel like they got a franchise quarterback. And they're playing respectable football. Boy, Urban Meyer, he he was the worst. So the Jaguars fan right now is having good times. Number two, the New York Giants fan is having good times. That was a really good Sunday night football game, actually. I mean, final score 20-12, to you wouldn't have thought so. I watched the whole game. That was a good game. And the Giants, they hang on and they beat the Commanders. That's what Washington is called this year. They're the Commanders. And the Giants, they are the the number six seed right now, 8 five and one very respectable huge win for Brian Dayball and his crew there so the Giants fan right now and they're two up in the loss column of the first team on the outside looking in which is Seattle and Detroit so they're feeling pretty good for a playoff spot right now the Giants fan is having good times and number one the number one fan base having the best times after week 15 right now the Cincinnati Bengals fan they got off to a slow start this season. Now they are rolling. They look like the AFC champion. They could totally win the AFC. Joe Burrow is so cool, not intimidated by anyone. The Bengals, they were down 17-0 at halftime against Tom Brady on the road of the Bucks. Who the hell cares? They wind up smoking them in the second half. They win 34-23. The Bengals are now 10-4. They're number three in the AFC. And obviously the chances of, you know, things break, right? To finish number one overall in the AFC, albeit unlikely. So the three fan bases that are having good times after week 15. The Jacksonville Jaguar fan, the New York Giants fan, and the best times after week 15 are being had by the Cincinnati Bengals fan. All right, now... Which NFL fan bases are going through hard times, daddy? Number three, the number three fan base having hard times after week 15's action, the Dallas Cowboy fan. Brutal way to lose in overtime, a defensive score. The Cowboys, a damaging loss. They dropped to 10 and four. Uh, They're not going to win the division. And now they're just one game up in the loss column over the New York Giants. So the Dallas Cowboy fan right now, they're having hard times, Daddy, after Week 15. Number two, the New York Jets fan. The New York Jets fan's having hard times right now because they are 7-7 on the outside looking in. If they would have been able to beat the Lions, they would have jumped into the playoff picture. The Dolphins will be on the outside looking in right now. Instead, Robert Sala, terrible clock management. 58-yard field goal, no good. Of course, the game ends. A 58-yard field goal is no good, and the game ends with a timeout in your pocket. That's an awful job by Robert Sala. The Jets have lost four of their last five games now. After the hot start, the Jet fan is having hard times. And number one, you know the answer to this, the number one team, fan base that is having the hardest times after Week 15 are the stupid New England Patriot fans. That's right. The dumbest play in the history of the NFL with Bill Belichick coaching them. Mac Jones gets face mushed. He was buried and killed in the middle of the field by former Patriot Chandler Jones. The Patriots dropped a 7-7 after an all-time embarrassing loss to the Las Vegas Raiders. The dumbest play you've ever seen in your life. The fan base that is having the hardest times right now after week 15 is the stupid New England Patriots fan. So number three, Cowboys fan. Number two, Jets fan. And the hardest times after week 15 are being had by the stupid New England Patriots fan. That's what I'm talking about. And that right there is which NFL fan bases are having good times and who is having hard times, Daddy. Wow. Wow. What a segment. Now easy way for those teams to have good times you get yourself a six pack of Johnny Cuba, so easy I mean stay tranquilo that's how you get back on track Johnny Cuba, it's a lifestyle talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. It's perfect for all of us down here. Start your day with a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. You can pick it up at Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas. Matter of fact, right now, I know throughout the holiday season at Winn-Dixie and Fresco, you got six packs of Johnny Cuba cans. A special holiday price right now. Johnny Cuba wants to remind you remember, Always drink responsibly. And of course, every time we have guests on Zazlo Show 2.0, they were always brought to us by Johnny Cuba. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. All right. Wow. I'm excited about the Heat game tonight, man. I'm excited, going with my son, taking my boys tonight to the Heat game, just the second game I've been to this year, and the first game I went to this year against Toronto was the first time I'd have been to a Heat game as a fan in 12 years, so I'm looking forward to that, seeing the guys tonight looking for win number 5 in a row, that's right, that's what we're talking about tonight, trying to get that fifth straight victory, and let's see if the Knicks are in action tonight, hang on a second, hang on with me here. Because the Heat are, you know, the Heat are a game and a half back in New York. And now you want to get top six. You know, that's the way it goes now. Are the Knicks back in action tonight? Uh, they are. The Knicks are actually on TNT. So you can keep an eye on that if you want. The Knicks have Golden State. The Warriors, not only are they without Steph Curry, but they never win on the road. All right. So uh, you can keep an eye on that one right there. But what else we got in the NBA tonight? So New York's hosting Golden State. Detroit's hosting Utah. Nobody cares about that. Washington at Phoenix. Uh, come on. Uh, Washington's lost 10 in a row. And Memphis at Denver. Great game. Number one versus number two in the Western Conference. So that's what you got going on right there. Great game. All right. Before we get to big deal or not a big deal, got some good stuff there for you. I want to do a quick update here on the poll question. Zazlo show 2.0 poll question. Go to add Zazlo show and you could vote. Finally over 500. Has your opinion on the Miami Heat changed? And the leader right now, still, more votes have come in, but still at 69% of the vote is no, opinion has not changed. They beat shit teams. So there you have it. Well, look, I'm hoping that we revisit this poll after this homestand here. Chicago, Indiana, Minnesota, Los Angeles, Lakers you should take all four. Like, they're not going to. They're going to slip up somewhere. But if you about that business, you got an eight-game winning streak. After this homestand. This is not a difficult homestand. Anyway, if you're not going to the Heat game tonight, like I am, you're looking for somewhere to watch the game, hey, the world's greatest upscale dive bar, Briny Irish Pub. That's right, Briny Irish Pub, Pompano Beach. Live music every single night, including tonight starting at 6 p.m. You got Michelle Wolf. She's got the live music tonight for you. Every single night, live music at Briney Irish Pub, Atlantic Boulevard, all the way to the ocean. But you don't drive into the ocean. You want to park right behind Briney where you got free parking there. And they'll validate you, all right? So no worries as far as the parking situation. Don't park in the lot where you got to pay. Park behind the Briney. Free parking right there, all right? And tonight, you got new Mahi Taco Tuesday specials, Dollar Off, Casamigos, and Volley, Tequila Seltzers. The Briny Hour is every weekday, 4 to 7 p.m. And like I said, live music, seven days a week. Briny Irish Pub, Pompano Beach, and I'm planning on being there Sunday afternoon. They got the NFL ticket, so this Saturday you want to go there for NFL ticket, but I'm planning on being there Sunday afternoon to watch the Dolphins. So you can come and hang out, and you can say hello. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. All right, come on big deal or not a big deal you know we do it every show to wrap things up and here's what i got for you today number one big deal or not a big deal this avatar 2 is in theaters i gotta tell you and it's it's getting good reviews for me not a big deal i don't get avatar i tried watching the first one many years ago i can't get through it 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 doesn't interest me my younger son wants to see it but we got to watch the first movie first. Not just going to the theater and watching Avatar two. So I'm going to give it another try, the first one, because he wants to go see Avatar two. But right now I'm I, I got to go. Not a big deal on Avatar two. Last night gave you a lot of NBA earlier. One game I didn't go through was the Oklahoma City Thunder took on the Portland Trail Blazers. Damian Lillard surpassed Clyde Drexler for all time leading score. For the Portland Trail Blazers, that's really cool. But the story of the game ended up being with the game on the line late. It was Shai gilgis alexander with the ball. Big thing here is where the Thunder catch this. Shea gets it, spins away, baseline shot. Shea puts it in and walks it off. And OKC kicks in the Blazers' good night. He's having he's uh he's a superstar. He is having some kind of season. And just think, you know, between Gilgis Alexander, Josh Giddy, eventually Chet Holmgren next year, whoever they wind up getting, you know, in the draft this year. They got a ton of draft picks. Maybe they get Wemba Uh that Thunder team, they could be something in the not too distant future. That's a big deal. He is a really good player. He is a lot of fun to watch. Big deal or not, a big deal. Tonight, at Watsco Center. How about this? Sliding right under the radar. You know the Miami Hurricanes. They're in the top twenty-five. Eleven and one. All right, they're two and zero in ACC play. The number twenty-two ranked Miami Hurricanes are hosting number six Virginia Cavaliers tonight, eight thirty from Watsco Center. Miami Hurricanes basketball team is really good this year. This is this is a big deal. Now I'm going to the Heat game. But I'm going to keep an eye on what's going on right... You know, what are we talking? Just a few miles down the road there uh, for Miami Hurricanes basketball. That's a big deal, Miami hosting Virginia. Big deal or not a big deal. It's almost January. And the Miami Marlins have done absolutely nothing. They haven't signed anybody. They haven't made any trades. And Bruce Sherman, new owner, same as the old owner. Although, I really shouldn't say that because... Jeffrey Loria would spend, like, they would go out there and get for the agents. They weren't, you know, they were usually not good. They weren't good signings. They were giving big money to guys who so they shouldn't be giving it to. But at least they gave you some, That they put forth some kind of effort. I know everyone likes some mother F Jeffrey Loria and David Sampson. They put together at least a little bit of effort. This Bruce Sherman is a dead beat owner. Kimming, she stinks. And she's on the last year of her contract. I mean, how do you think that's going to wind up going? They haven't signed any. She's done nothing. The deadbeat owner. Sell the team. The Marlins, they told you they were going to raise payroll, right? Where is it? They haven't done anything. It's a deadbeat owner, and it's a poverty franchise. This is a big deal, and there's no way out of it. I don't see a way out of it. Terrible. I've lost all interest in the Marlins. i got to be honest with you. Finally, i got one more for you. Big deal or not a big deal. WWE superstar, Lacey Evans, that's right. She posted last night a clip from InfoWars. You know, that's Alex Jones. That's a big no-no, all right? And it was, you know, vaccines causing autism and ADHD and all kinds of that other bullshit. And she has since deleted it, but this is a big deal. I don't know if you're going to be able to sweep this under the rug. I'm interested in what WWE is going to wind up doing about this. It's trending this morning. Lacey Evans. Why is Lacey Evans trending? It's trending this morning because everyone has noticed about it. Now it's a big stir. And, like, it's, it's not cool. Vaccines and all kinds of other, you know, medications. Not just COVID vaccines, but just, like, vaccines in general. You know, there's some people who believe in that nonsense, that vaccines cause autism, and they're causing ADHD. It's bullshit. Stop with the nonsense. This is a big deal. I don't know what the fallout's going to wind up being, but I am interested to see what they do there. I think Lacey Evans could have a problem. You probably won't see her coming up on December 29th, WW Live at FTX Arena. That's right. If you're looking for a last-minute Christmas gift, all right, what better gift to surprise your kids than to take them to go see WWE live? FTX Arena, two weeks from this, uh, no, actually next week, right? Yeah, next Thursday, December 29th, Bray Wyatt is making his return to Miami. All right, so you can see Bray Wyatt live there, the Eater Worlds, live there in person. You got all kinds of other superstars who were advertised to be there. Ronda Rousey, New Day, Braun Strowman, The Bloodline. So if you're looking for tickets right now, you know I'm a fan. All right, FTXArena.com. Go check out WWE Live. And that right there is another edition of Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. That's what I'm talking about right there. Come on. Can we start the show tomorrow? It'll be a Panther game day. Panthers are hosting the Devils. They stink. Uh, the Panthers stink, although the Devils have lost five in a row. But can we start the show tomorrow with the Heat riding a five-game win streak? Go vote in today's very controversial Zaslow Show poll at Zazlo Show tomorrow. Can we start the show with a five-game win streak for the Hey, I appreciate all you guys. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment for the podcast. Tell your family, tell your friends, tell your mother I say hello. Appreciate all you guys very, very much. We'll talk to you on Zaslow's Show 2.0 tomorrow. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslo mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can You can get it anywhere, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies, For both trailers and motorhomes, let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry. They specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954 589 2204.